Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. I'm not sure there are many clowns or jokers around, it's <laughs> just tears and tragedy. Uh, in reaction to the Hamas invasion of Gaza. Um, this is the Dick Morris Show with Doug DePiro. Hello, Dick. And uh, we're sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. In a sense, we all look at the events of Gaza in horror, but it is time for the real Hamas to come out and show itself, and that's what's happening now. No longer can this be dressed up as a territorial dispute or as some people seeking justice, or as uh, opposing apartheid or whatever else they say. Freedom fighters. The fact is that this is the extent and extension of the Holocaust. Uh, this is the extension of the effort to wipe out the Jewish people. And the um, power that Hamas is bringing to this, the energy and the effort, the culmination of years of preparation, of digging tunnels, of stockpiling weapons, of training guerrillas, now finally brought out in the open to open warfare. You know, in guerrilla warfare, Mao, who wrote the, who really authored the whole idea of textbook on it, said that there's a crucial stage at which you abandon the guerrilla warfare and you come out for direct combat with the enemy. And you have to postpone that stage until you're ready. But when you are, you have to go through it in order to win the victory. You can't just win through a cold, through a, a guerrilla warfare. Basically boots on the ground. Is that what yeah. You're saying? And this is the moment where Hamas has realized that and has decided to make an all, all or nothing attempt to take this over, take over Palestine or Israel. And the answer really is what Netanyahu has said, which is, okay, we accept your challenge. And we will now go in a war of extermination against you. No, neither of us is going to leave this battlefield alive. And, uh, we are going to go all out to destroy Hamas. To, and when they attack in the north, to destroy Hezbollah. And we will not stop until they're all gone. Good. We simply will not accept ceasefires or truces or compromises. Uh, those are just way stations en route to the ultimate exam, ultimate action, which is extermination either of Israel or of Hamas. And obviously Israel is going to win that fight. The only hope of victory that Hamas has is that they can hold out long enough to let the crocodile tears of the rest of the world uh, talk the U.S. into talking Israel to halting the ground defensive. Now, the, therefore, the battle for Gaza is really being waged uh, in Joe Biden's White House. Hmm. When the attack first took place, the, Biden's immediate reaction was to call for restraint on both sides. 
which is code word for let the Arabs attack. Right. Let Hamas do whatever he wants. Weakness. Don't retaliate Israel. Hmm. Be proportionate in your response. Right. Okay, proportionate. Yeah, they kill 150 children. We got to tell 149. Kill a few more children. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 151. But, but the idea of reciprocity or, or in any way attenuating or limiting the Israeli response is is completely counter to what we need to do at this point. We need to tell the Israelis, go get them. Use every resource you have. Wipe them all out. Right. Stand get behind them. They've made a fundamental error by standing up and to be counted, by discarding their guises, crawling out of their tunnels, crawling out of their rat holes, and uh, standing out in the open. And now mow them down. Get rid of them. Good. Now, it's going to be very hard to do that because they have spent decades digging in. And uh, by digging in, I mean very deep and very complex trenches, like the Viet Cong did in Vietnam, hmm. only times five. Literally, huh? And uh, we, But we have got to persevere with Israel to go to each rat hole and get each rat out in the open and kill it. Uh, and that's a very difficult undertaking particularly with two and a half million uh, two and a half million people living there, including a million and a half Jews. And Israel has got to be aggressive and strong and continually keeping that pressure on. Uh, because if it backs off or if it listens to the global community, talk about minimizing casualties and stopping p- civilian deaths, that is uh, that's equivalent to surrender. Mm. And just postpones the day of ultimate reckoning, which, of course, is coming. What are we talking about here, Dick? So I think that the that ultimately we have to realize that this this cannot be stopped uh, when the global community calls for a ceasefire or calls for Israel to be humane or be humanitarian or not too aggressive in its responses. You're calling on them to surrender. And we cannot permit that to happen. And the surrender rhetoric is always based on warm, fuzzy generalities like humanitarianism and uh, not exploiting people who can't defend themselves and so on. Basically the left. The left yeah. wants just, you know, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that, take care, be right. soft. You can't be soft half the time when these people start to, when they're going out. And first of all, this is so evil they could they kill children and people at a, what, the concert? That was a concert, right? Yep. That's horrible. That could just mow down people. And, and people in, in New York City with the rioting and whatever, the protest, and they're saying, oh no, you shouldn't. What are you talking about? We should go, Netanyahu, they should just go at these people and destroy them. That's mm-hmm. the only way to do it. Otherwise, you just look weak and they're going to go after you again. And Israel is held hostage. By the United States. We are holding Israel hostage because Israel knows that every Patriot missile that fires to knock down an Arab missile has to be replaced with a new missile. And ultimately, they need to turn to the United States, at least for ammunition and also really for technology and equipment. And if Biden continues to call, Biden goes to his initial thing, he backed off its sense of calling for restraint on both sides. That's code word for disarm Israel. And once the Arabs made this attack on Israel, once Hamas stood up and said, okay, this is it, 
Israel has got to go through and carry this through to its ultimate extent, to its ultimate logical conclusion. Logical conclusion. But you fight to win, basically. You yeah. fight to win. And you don't let anybody talk to you about proportionality, humanitarian concerns. Uh, I don't think he's going to. All, all that stuff. Do you think he's going to accept that anyway? But Yahoo's going to let Well, I don't think he will. But I think Biden will increasingly call for that. Because you have to understand one fundamental thing, and we'll talk about it in the next segment. Joe Biden is an ally of Iran. Not an adversary, not a negotiator. An ally. Partner, an ally of Iran. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.